everybody. Welcome to Idle Chat Podcast. I'm Johnny Idle. Thank you so much for listening. And with me, as always, is my lovely, talented, and uh, expert at firing up young children at family hey. get-togethers, uh, my lovely girlfriend, Bessie. Hi. I wear that with that badge with oh honor. God, it was so, I don't know how many times last night your sister looked at you and went, why? Why? Like, like, <laughs> Did she? Yeah. 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 Hmm. I didn't notice. I can't remember if it. Uh, the first one might have been when we were you were trying to blow out the candles on the cake while she was oh, lighting them. Oh, while that she was, was lighting yeah. them. Yeah. It was my birthday. <laughs> you and six other people. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why you weren't doing it too. But Good how point. cool! Yeah, but so then, we then did. I did. I when it, when it was time, I blew out all the candles. Remember? Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Um. In my family, there's so many of us that yeah. we've. We do birthday parties in season. So we did our summer birthdays, which means that Jonathan and I can celebrate together. Yeah. We're both the guests of honor. Yeah. How fun is that? Yeah. But the problem is there was a total of seven, seven people that we were celebrating birthdays for last mm. night. And your family, I'm mm-hmm. just going to put this out there, uh, your family sings happy birthday slower I'm than telling anybody you. else in history. It's so terrible. Oh my and god! And I try to, I try to get it going. I try to get a tempo. And last night I almost had them, and they made made us all stop. Well, you, you know, you know what your, your mistake was. Too you fast. You tried to go too fast. But I thought if I go too fast, then we'll settle on regular speed. Yeah, no, didn't work that way. Next time, we'll fall try. birthdays. And and you, listen, it's so slow. It takes the whole evening. And I'm just gonna put this out there too. <laughs> Nobody is comfortable when people are singing happy birthday to them. Nobody. nobody. I was yesterday. Oh, it's so weird. It's just weird to sit there. It's a weird moment. It takes your family 48 minutes to get it out. (laughs) And, you know, you're on the spot. Oh, my God. Everybody's staring at you like you're a jackass. You usually like to be on the spot. I'm surprised. It was Mm. idol worship. Uh, uh, I don't know if you noticed. It's always on my terms, though. Hmm. Yeah. And conditions. Mm, Yeah. Speaking of terms and conditions... We've got a very terms and conditions podcast today. <laughs> wow. What a segue. What a segue. Oh, man. You should hire me. <laughs> okay, you're hired. You're hired. Tell yeah. them what you I'll, got I'll, for I'll, us. I'll, I'll pay you the same amount I pay myself. That much? Zero dollars. We're in the money. <laughs> okay, so what we are doing today is... Uh, we'll have to think of a witty name for it between now and tomorrow. When yeah, you know that witty this. name that you read when you clicked on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Bessie what it, thought that's of what it this between is. recording and releasing. <laughs> just we so figured you know. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing an episode this week on Major League Baseball players who are at least partially responsible for rule changes in the game. They were the catalyst. That's, I think that's that would be a nice flow-off-the-tongue title mm. <laughs> episode. If only I was listening. <laughs> okay great are we i mean are we ready to start or or, yeah yeah dive in you think so all right we are going to first we're going to talk about somebody that we okay first of all let me just say this too it's odd that we took this long to do a baseball episode. We yeah, usually do we usually about get one in two there. during the baseball season, and we haven't done any yet. It's my phone. I'm getting messages on, on Messenger from Gabe. Oh, I keep hearing. 
I thought maybe my brain was exploding no, with popcorn in no, there, like aneurysms is, or Gabe something. Gabe is sending me something hilarious, I'm sure. So I, I got it. I I got it. Hi, Gabe. Uh, hi, Gabe. <laughs> thanks for being a nuisance at Thank, the perfect time. Thanks for not listening. For usual. Thanks for not listening and hearing this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we did this before. We talked about like weird happenings in Major League Baseball before. Last year we did. Yeah. And uh, this gentleman, Eddie Goodell. Eddie. Eddie Goodell. Yeah, he uh, he played for one at bat for the St. Louis Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Browns owner, uh, Bill Veek, was a bit of a, a snake oil salesman. Sure was. <laughs> right? He was amazing. Yeah, he loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like me with the kids. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> only successful. Pace um, it up. In August 19th, 1951, Eddie Goodell, weighing 60 pounds and standing at three feet, seven inches, became the shortest player in the history of major leagues, uh, and and he only made one at bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He entered uh, the second half of the doubleheader between the Browns and the Tigers in the bottom of the first inning as a pinch hitter for leadoff batter Frank Saucier, it looks like. I'm assuming, right? Saucier, mm. is not a cook? The saucier is the soloist of the chef world. Isn't that what they say? Well, it's, it's the people that make the sauces, right? That's what I'm saying. They're the most, uh, yeah. you know, is it heralded. Spelled, is that spelled S-A-U-C-I-E-R? I'd assume, right? Oh, it must be. Anyway, oh, I like him even more now. <laughs> anyway, immediately the umpire called... Uh, well, the umpire Ed Hurley called for the Browns manager, Zach Taylor, to complain about this. And, of course, uh, Veek and Taylor had the foresight to know that this was going to happen. So they had a copy of Goodell's contract on hand. They walked out. They showed it to him. <laughs> they said, have your at-bat, sir. And Eddie Goodell. I'm surprised had- they didn't pin it to his shirt. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Eddie Goodell, no surprise. He walked on on four pitches. And, yeah, and, he has and, and no got, strike zone. Yeah, and they got brought back out of the game. His strike yeah. zone is the size of a post-it. Yeah, t- we, we we're going to talk more about the strike zone later today, actually, oh, later in this episode. Don't tease right. me like that. So now, because of this, as a result of, the, of Goodell's appearance, all contracts must be approved by the commissioner of baseball before a player can appear in a game. Okay. Seems fair enough, right? Thanks, Eddie, for being the father of that rule. Yes, yes. You're, you you're must a, be you're so a, proud. You're a you're a groundbreaker. Mm-hmm. Great one. Good, right? Yeah. I imagine that kid was a, a superstar for a little while, right? I mean, definitely. At least for six minutes or so. At least a conversation starter. It, 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 as he is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's talk about George Smith. Ah, oh, I couldn't wait for you to bring up George again. I know. I know. I don't have the team here for some reason. I, I'm, I wish I did, and that's awful that I don't. But George Smith in 1890 was a third base coach. Wow. And Yeah. And the, he had a runner at third, and George decided to be a distraction. He was going to run home. <laughs> George! <laughs> he was going to run home in attempt to distract the, the catcher and the pitcher. They threw him mm-hmm. out, yeah. even though he wasn't actually in the game, allowing the runner that was at third to actually run home and score a run. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. He was like this little piggy. <laughs> Imagine wee, that. Wee, 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 wee. You know what? I'm not in the game. I'm just a coach, but I'm going to distract them by running home. I mean, it worked, didn't and, it? Well, well, temporarily, because then the manager came out and complained, said it wasn't fair, oh. he wasn't in the game, and, and ended up... It wasn't a rule. 
Well, yet. Maybe George was just doing it sacrificially so that it would become so they, a rule so, so that, that they, nobody else could do it. So that they would come up with a rule saying that base coaches are not allowed to interfere to allow base runners to advance. That's smart. I guess so, right? George saw that that rule wasn't there and he decided to correct a wrong by making an example. And here we are talking about it. And him. here we Thanks, are talking George. about it. Yeah, thank you, George. That's great. <laughs> he was curious, George. <laughs> what would happen? Very good. <laughs> hey, why don't we talk about the always entertaining Earl Weaver? Yes. And I feel as though in order to properly discuss Earl Weaver, we need to play a little bit of this clip. Earl Weaver was oh, famous for... for what a home. treat. Yeah, he was famous for getting thrown out of games uh, uh, filled with... He was volatile. Just oh, he was, and he was a tiny little man, and and he was probably just either why. that, either that, or the umpire was seven feet tall. I'm not sure which, but mm, he was, he was probably true. He was, yeah, he was known for a lot of foul language and getting thrown out of games. Why don't we play this lovely little clip here? Oh, Earl. Behind the rubble. He's not to go behind. Behind the rubber! Oh, bullshit! Bullshit yourself! Your hands and this crew is here just to fuck us! Yeah! Boom! That's great! And you suck! Ah, you shit! Oh, you won yourself, Earl! You won yourself! You hit me? Yeah, cause you put your finger on me! Oh, I know it's kind of hard to hear but it is pure oh. gold i'll share this on it's the a social scrambled needs. angry mess it's so good the ump is the best in this yeah because he just yeah first he's just all, even when, keel first you're all, a liar he, he throws him out the umpire like throws him out like he's throwing a pitch like yeah. and, he, and he goes he goes boom like <laughs> it's so great oh, oh poor my gosh. little earl and, and the a... guy's like a foot and a half taller than earl and I love I love when uh condensed anger. I love when they're like uh they're like, Earl says to him, You're no good. And he says, well, neither, you're not going anywhere. And the umpire is, Well, neither are you. And he says, You'll see, come back in five or ten years and see who's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and the umpire says, For what? Fucking up World Series? Like it's Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. Anyway. Earl Earl Weaver was a manager in the when the DH rule came around in nineteen seventy-three. And Earl, see, the thing is, you you needed to have just who was your DH on the lineup when you handed it to the umpires, right? Mm. Well, Earl wasn't really sure who he was going to have as his DH. So what he would do is he would put a pitcher in that spot, a pitcher that he had absolutely no plans of using. Yeah. He would put a pitcher in that spot, and then before the first at-bat, he would decide then, considering who was pitching on the other team and what was going on, he would decide then who his DH was going to be and mm-hmm. put them in the game. Mm-hmm. This seems seems fair, I suppose. Seems fair. I guess so, I guess. But anyway, Major League Baseball uh, then made a rule that the rule is a designated hitter named in the lineup must have at least one at-bat. Okay. So that didn't really work no for him No presto change No presto change No mm. hocus pocus. Right. Mm, mm. Right. Got it. Our next story is a little... Man, I love that guy. Earl? Oh. <laughs> oh, and by the way, he's in the Hall of Fame. Is he? Yeah, he got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he did. As a manager. Yeah, he got in the Hall That's of Fame. I don't awesome. think he ever played Major League Baseball. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe, maybe later on this season, we'll do like... 
great characters, classic baseball That's characters a good or one. something. Huh? Is that That's a good, a good one? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Big I think personalities. Made, I'm pretty sure he made it in the Hall of Fame. Funny guy. Yeah. This next one is Lenny Randall, Mariners, Seattle Mariners third baseman. Mm-hmm. In 1991, a ball was grounded up the third base line slowly and it possibly mm-hmm. go foul, possibly not. But the thing is, it had taken so much time. It was going to be a, a base hit. It was oh. moving so slowly that uh, Lenny Randall got down on his hands and knees next to the ball and blew on it. <gasps> Lenny. And blew it into foul territory. That's hilarious. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? That is the best. And it, as soon as it goes, boom, they pick it up, foul ball. And so, foul yeah. ball. Yeah, well, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that great? Lenny. So good. I would have loved to have seen that. Imagine being in the stands watching that. You're like, what is he doing? What is, did he drop it? Did he drop, is he tying his shoe? Like, what's he doing on he the ground? And, like, get right down, didn't touch it and blew it out. That's, That's pretty hilarious. great. hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty great. Hey, you can't control the wind. Right, right. Well, there's a fart joke in here somewhere. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, track it Is down. that part of the rules? Can you fart a ball foul? Maybe, right? <laughs> foul odor. <laughs> <laughs> Foul odor. <laughs> All right. So in 1920, a man by the name of Ray Chapman, he was a baseball player for the Indians, mm-hmm. and they were in New York playing the Yankees in 1920. Well, he was, this is what was known as the dead ball era. A hundred years ago. 102. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was facing uh, Yankees pitcher Carl Mays, and Chapman never saw the ball because apparently they would would pass the ball around the infield and it would get tobacco juice all over it, so it was dark and they couldn't see it at all. Sticky and dark. They couldn't see it at all. And and also, too, I mean, it would be wet, it would be misshapen, and it just Uh. didn't, so it took away the offense. Well, Carl Mays pegged poor Ray in the side of the head. Oh, Ray. And Ray died 12 hours later. Oh, died my 12 God. hours later. Yeah. Apparently, he never moved. Like, he didn't move. He didn't see it at he all. He didn't see it at all. He was just standing there in the batter's box and the lights and went And then out. boom. Yeah, that was it. So, his death led baseball to establish a rule requiring umpires to replace the ball whenever it becomes dirty. So, they... they did that after the 1920 season. So that's why we now use a new ball for everything. Everything. Right? Some, some balls never get thrown. Yeah. A pit, we, we watched a video. They're all pearls. Yeah, they're all, they're all pearls. Guy couldn't get a grip on the ball because they yeah. weren't, they're supposed to be rubbed up with, uh, with, uh, with mud or clay or something. Yeah. And uh, they weren't. So, but sometimes they just get thrown right back out of the game. Yeah, again. that's yeah. crazy. We looked up a stat that they use on average... Eight to ten dozen? Is that what they said? Yeah. Eight to ten dozen balls per game. Per game. Imagine that. Wild. Really wild, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was more than I thought. Yeah. Oh, Ray. I know. Isn't that sad? But I will say this, though. Uh, his death was one of the examples cited to justify the wearing of batting helmets, making that a requirement. Oh, my it took, gosh. It took over 30 years to oh. adopt that rule, though. Imagine that. He died doing what he loved, dying to death. <laughs> he died. He died till he died from it. Yep. Yeah. He died till death. <laughs> the 
So he's been a ghost for 102 years. 102, yeah. Wow. Well, maybe almost. I'm not sure what the date was on that. It and could he's be... probably still in his uniform. Probably. I guess that's a pro of being of of dying on the field. You get to be like an actual baseball player ghost. Yeah. My, it's to me it's going to happen to me like like when I'm I'm wearing like Crocs and a bathing suit yeah, going, right? going to Walmart or something. It's going to be I'm stuck like, in Crocs and a bathing suit. When I'm sitting on the couch eating peanut butter out of my belly button. <laughs> I'll be like that freak ghost. Hey, Eddie Stanky. <laughs> By the way, his name is Eddie Stanky. How great Stanky. is that? His name was Stanky. Yeah, he played for the Indians between 1912 and 1920. Uh, and then you won't he forget. and then he was he was a manager. Mm-hmm. And what Eddie liked to do when there was a batter up, he would be in the field of vision, just jumping around and waving his <laughs> arms like a maniac, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So finally that he, ended he, up. He took notes from George Smith. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So that was it too. That's I was trying to, they are slightly different rules because this rule is. Don't be a schmuck. No. Well, it's a little more elaborate than that, but uh, fielders cannot be in the batter's field of vision and with deliberate unsportsmanlike intent act in a manner to distract the batter. So that rule because of because of Eddie Stanky, the the people that were writing this rule were like, come on. You know, really? We have to articulate yeah, this? Yeah, we have to do that? Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to rewrite everything because of you, Eddie. Great. You know, it's funny. I wanted, Just don't. What I, I meant to say, too, earlier that I wanted to do an episode on just how the game was different like in the 1800s to what it is now. But this is kind of touching on that. I find oh, this yeah. actually yeah, a little more interesting. This is how right? it's evolved. It just accumulated these rules over time and now is what it is. It's kind of cool. It's evolving. It's a growing... Sport, you know. A man by the name of Pat Vendetti. I I believe he just backed out of the game recently. Pat is ambidextrous, and he could pitch with either arm. Does his wife know? (laughs) What does that even mean? What does that even mean? (laughs) Like, what? I mean, remember when I was saying earlier about how your sister was, like, saying, why, why, (laughs) why? Okay. So what they... now you would also get a switch hitting batter and they would just go back and forth. The the batter would set up on the right side, he would have his left uh, glove on his right hand. It would go back and forth mm-hmm. over and over again until finally they said you have to they made the commit. rule Yeah, you have to commit at the beginning of that at bat. Just at that oh, at bat, okay. which which hand you're going to use. I was gonna revolt. No. You're revolting already. Um <laughs> but, good one. Thank you. I know. Pretty great. The rule says that the pitcher must indicate visually to the umpire in chief, the batter and any runners, the hand with which he intends to pitch, which may be done by wearing his glove on the other hand while touching the pitcher's rubber. His rubber. Why? The pitcher is not permitted. Does his to, wife know? The pitcher is not permitted to pitch <laughs> with the other hand until the batter is retired. The batter becomes a runner. The inning ends. The batter is substituted for uh, substituted for by a pinch hitter, or the pitcher incurs. An injury. Mm, I like that stipulation. Well, okay. It, it goes on more than that. In the event a pitcher switches pitching hands during an at-bat because he has suffered an injury, mm-hmm. the pitcher may not, for the remainder of the game, Go back. pitch with the hand from which he has switched. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine having that pitching power with both arms? 
<laughs> I know. Well, my guess is he probably was better with one, right? Probably. It was probably a lifelong competition between arms. I guess, right? Good thing right? they're well, separated by shoulders and chest. Well, but uh, the biggest reason I wanted to put this in is because when he made his Major League debut in 2015, the East Oregon, hmm, the East Oregonian, I suppose it's not Oregonian, right? It would have to be mm. Oregonian, right? Mm. It was a newspaper. Oregonian? I guess, right? Oregonian? Oregonian? Maybe. Anyway. Oregano? Anyway, their headline was Amphibious Pitcher Amphibious. Makes His Debut. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that wonderful? I love that. Yeah, it's great. I love news headline typos. It's the best. There was one recently that was um, Julia Roberts' holes get bigger as she ages, but they meant rolls. And they had to issue an apology, <laughs> like, and say we meant. Well, I mean, look, we meant rolls. I mean, both, not holes. <laughs> both things can be true. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, Julia's like oh, a guess. Oh my! Oh my holes! <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if his wife knows that he has a whole secret life under the sea. What? Being amphibious. Oh, good point. Mm. Herman. Germany Schaefer was this guy's the name. Herman German. Herman, but Germany, not German. Germany. Yeah. And, and and a lot of times when you look Germany, him up, it Germany. literally says Germany Schaefer. That's what it says. Oh. Yeah, interesting. I like it. He ended up having a rule change that you cannot run in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. In 1911... His senators were playing the White Sox. And a common play is with runners on first and third, mm. you do a double steal. Mm. Well, Herman executed the steal of second, but the runner at third didn't go. Oh. So then Herman proceeded to re-steal first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to run back to, to try first, again. To run back to first to try if again. If at first right. you don't succeed. Right, right. Right, exactly. Steal first again. So then they did it again, and and well, I guess the from what I, yeah, Clyde Milan was his name. He attempted to steal home where he was thrown out. Oh, I know. So they made a rule where you cannot. Yeah, he should run. have cut his losses you and can, stayed at second. Two men cannot, run in scoring position. Yeah, you cannot run uh, run uh, bases in reverse. So. That's hilarious. Thank you, Herman. I thought you were going to say he tried to go to third after hitting the ball. No, <laughs> nope. He went back to first, yeah. so they could try the double steal again. Yeah, interesting, right? It's like hey, he, it was worth a try. <laughs> you know what? I'm in scoring position here, so what I'm going to do? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. I'm let's, going to let's back do this up again. Yeah, let's do, give it another try. He didn't get the memo. Hey, let's let everybody know that the guy in third is about to run. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing like a little heads up. 2015 the NLDS game: Dodgers versus the Mets. Chase Utley. Did Chase a, Utley. Chase Utley. Chase Utley. Chase Utley. Right, exactly. Uh, did a hard rolling slide nowhere near second base into uh, Ruben Tejada. On purpose. Oh, yeah. I'll show it to you. We'll, we'll show this again. We'll show this as well. It's, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. It was like human bowling. Yeah. And, he, oh. and, he, and, and Yeah. And he was like, the thing about it, it uh, well, we'll get to that. But he ended up, the poor uh, Ruben Tejada 
broke his uh, his fibula in LDS. Yeah. Yeah. So now the rule now says thou shalt not break thy neighbor's fibula. I think that's exactly what it is. <laughs> in 2016, slides on a potential double play will require runners to make a bona fide attempt to reach and remain on base. Yeah. Runners may still initiate contact with the fielder as a consequence of an otherwise permissible slide. If it's unintended. Well, no, no. You, to hit them. Oh no, you can you can beat them. You can you can go right into them. You just have to be. You can't go past the base. It's a secondary. It's not your primary intention. Yeah, if, the, if the second baseman is right. going off to the outfield side of the base to throw to first, you can slide in, have contact with the base, but have right. your body way behind it, and you can wipe them out. But as long as you have contact Man. and stay in contact with the bag, yeah, you can't do that. Don't bite your friends. Don't bite your friends. What does that even mean? It means don't hurt your friends with your mouth. But also don't hurt your friends. You don't know that song? Remember we talked about earlier where your sister several times said why? Why are we talking about biting your friends? I don't understand. Because don't hurt people on purpose. It's not my fault you can't follow. All right. True. Fair enough. So we're kind of going back to the dead ball era with this next one, sort of. But in the nineteen uh, twenties, uh, that's when it was. Very little of it. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, leading up, this is all, well leading up to it. This guy, this guy, uh, Ed Walsh. He was a spitball pitcher. He won forty games in nineteen oh eight. That's a wow. lot, by the way. But I also believe I think they only had three pitchers on time. I'm mm. not sure, but regardless, he was very successful because he was. A master of the spitball. Okay. Where you know, you, you saliva or whatever, and it, yeah, yeah, what, whatever, and that would that way with with the spitball. I always thought it made the ball because of spit on the ball, it was uneven, mm. and it would no. I guess it's so it's what so slips out of the fingers, mm. and there's less rotation, so there's way more movement on the Makes ball. Sense. Because Makes of sense. that, yeah, right. It's it, like in uh, Super Mario Bros. Two when there's that bad guy that shoots eggs out of his face there's no rotation none they just go right from his face so in 1921 they made the rule change banning (laughs) (laughs) the spitball obviously he he wasn't pitching anymore but he but so many pitchers picked up on this spitball and offense was down there was very little offense so they wanted to kind Mm. of liven up the game a little bit right yeah I'm actually still kind of trying to wrap my brain around this one. I'm not really sure, but... Uh, Ooh, let's piece it out together. Yeah, Maybe Roy we can. Allen Thomas. He was a center fielder in Major League Baseball. Apparently, foul balls initially were not strikes. I think they were just... Oh, okay. Dead, they were, um, I guess just... They from, were nothings? From, from the description... It, yeah, it, it, I believe it was a dead ball, I assume, because what they're saying is this guy could just uh, foul balls whack. away forever until finally drawing a walk. Got it. He's but reported he to could. hold the unofficial consecutive foul ball record with 22 in one plate appearance. Wow. Yeah. He became very adept at fouling off good pitches. Mm. I can't do anything with it. I'm just going to foul it off. Mm. He ended up working... An astonishing 
230 walks in his first two seasons. Oh, That's, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope he had his app tracking him, all that walking. I guess he had... <laughs> he. He scored three times the amount of runs that he batted in because he was just always on base. Then they ended but up. So the so the rule is that the first two are strikes, but he still could foul tip him off all day long and get walks. Well, sure, but you at least have those two strikes against you. You know what I mean? Mm. He at least has those two strikes. So I, look, I'm, I, they had to do something anyway. The the national. See how it would change his game, though. You know. I don't know. Well, I think. Well, what, what's, what's his it? name? Ray. Ray Thomas, yeah. Ray Allen Thomas. Right. His initials are rat. Rat. Yeah. Very good, yeah. And rats are foul. That's how we'll remember it for the test later. <laughs> the, yeah, there's going to be a quiz, folks. <laughs> Spelling that. counts. The National League adopted that rule in 1901. The American League adopted it in 1903, where foul balls are now strikes. Times two. 2011 game. Ooh, we're in the 21st century, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it was a game between the Florida Marlins and the San Francisco Giants. Ooh. And Buster Posey was the Giants catcher. He was their young... What a name. Buster Posey. It's great, yes. right? And uh, Scott Cousins. I'll have to show you this one, too. Scott Cousins. He had a clean line to home plate. Okay. And instead, he put down his shoulder and just drove right through Buster. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Posey suffered fractured fibula and torn ligaments in his ankle Ow. and requiring season-ending uh, surgery. No, don't bite your friends. Cousins Why did admitted, he do it? Huh? Why did he do it? Well, he just wanted to score the run. And plow through a person? Well, then if he plow... Well, okay. He was not disciplined, said he collided with Posey intentionally. Okay. Uh, but did not mean to hurt him. He was just trying to score the run. But now it's it's a, informally known as the Buster Posey rule, uh, which mm. states that a runner attempting to score may not deviate from his direct pathway to the plate in order to initiate contact mm. with the catcher or other player covering home plate. I mean, it sounds very much like the other one. Well, sure, sure, but they, but they, but they would just say they would just say, well, it doesn't say anything about the about the catcher. It doesn't say anything about that, you know. They so they have to. Oh, well, I know, semantics. but I mean, semantics. I guess so. Poor Buster. I Buster's know. like I was. So, I was protected all these years. I've gone unprotected. I didn't know. Bob Gibson, nineteen sixty eight. Pitcher Bob Gibson had an ERA of 1.2. Just ridiculous. And apparently a lot of pitchers were having monstrous seasons around then. Mm. And the same thing. What are they trying to do now? They're trying to change a bunch of rules to have more offense in the game. They yep. try to make it a yep. little more exciting. Well, they were still trying it in 1968. So. Uh, so Major League Baseball lowered the mound from 15 inches high to 10 inches high. Okay. And before this, the strike zone was from the top of the shoulder to the middle of the knee. And oh. Then, and then, I know. I know. And now then it was changed from the armpit to the top of the knee. You know who it didn't change for? Who? Really short? Eddie Goodell? Eddie Goodell. Eddie Goodell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine that strike zone now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I only have one more. I figured. It, so they changed it. Yeah. Based on who? 
partially because of a man named Bob Gibson. Oh, was Bobby, super yeah, you, dominant said, you did pitcher, say that. You did say super that. Super dominant pitcher. So I mean, just imagine throwing downhill like that and just kind of yeah. I look. I've never stood in for a major league baseball throwing a ball. And then you got but, that other guy throwing with both arms at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. The amphibian time. in and out yeah, of yeah, water. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the and then the and then the umpire throwing guys out like he's throwing a ball. Man. Boom. Yeah. This is like a Savannah Bananas game all of a sudden. I really want to go to a Savannah Bananas game. <laughs> I cannot begin to tell you how badly I want to go to a Savannah Bananas game. If you, if you guys haven't heard of the Savannah Bananas, like I don't know how they're if pulling they this off. play in like Maine, though, where, when it's not so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's that. But I don't know how they're getting away with it because they play by different rules. Yeah. So in other words, other teams coming in on the road have to play by their weirdo rules. Uh, the, the only one I can think of now, by the it way, makes no sense. The only one I can, it makes no sense, but <laughs> yeah. I want to go. Yeah, I love it. I love it. If there's a foul ball mm-hmm. and somebody in the stands catch it, the batter's out. Good. Good. They deserve it. Because the, the audience is also part of the team. That's how much they love their fans. Their cheerleaders are all like 70 years old. Yeah, the yeah. banana nanas. Yeah, pretty great. Anyway, <laughs> all right, moving on. All right, I have one more in here. I felt like we oh, had to... Oh, the last one. I felt like we had to put one in that is happening... Now. Now, yes. instead of 100 years ago or whatever We've all it is. been waiting for yeah. this. The Shohei Otani rule, I'm sure... You, well, maybe not. If you don't watch baseball, we'll tell you who Shohei Otani is. He is pitcher who's a nasty starting pitcher. He's a very good pitcher, and he can absolutely crush dingers. He's more than amphibious. He's more He's like than amphibious. polyphibious. Yeah. yeah, but now what it would be before <laughs> is the, the rule would be if the pitcher comes out of the game, then he's out of the game. But yeah. under the new rule, nicknamed the Shohei Otani rule, a team can list a player as the pitcher and designated hitter on the days he starts then remove him from one role but not the other. So mm. in other words, if he comes out as a pitcher, he can still stay in the game as a designated right, right, hitter, right. which was not a thing in that the past. Boy. We saw him. We're going to have what to. What a career. We saw him just dominate. Oh, I hate his face. We saw him just <laughs> dominate the, the Red Sox in and, and one of our trips to Fenway, and yeah, it was can disgusting. We, can we just quick has him? Has. Can, can we just. Uh, yeah, let's scoop him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be great, right? Then you'll like him. <laughs> Well, yeah, then I would love him, sure, but I don't think that's going to happen. Great players on a team, but they have mm. two standout players between Shoei Otani and the Mike The final three. Down. Pew, 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 pew. And send them, send them all the way across the country to Boston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, all right. That was a blast. Hey, thanks. We learned, we laughed, we lived, we loved. We rolled our eyes. We rolled our eyes. We made <laughs> well, dumb jokes. I rolled jokes. my eyes. Yeah. yeah and and yeah, what yeah. we made what? Dumb jokes. One of us. Yeah, we forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that was fun. I had fun researching it too. Oh, thank you, Johnny Idol, for bestowing this gift upon the world. If there are videos available of these things, I will share them on the social media stuffs. Yeah. Right, right. All right. Well, these are the final three questions of the podcast. Question number one comes from our cube of culinary question cards. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you've added another one. I, the no, four C's. I, I, no, question is not a C. Well, if you spell it with one, it is. Oh, perfect. Okay. What do we have, Bess? Which brand of chocolate is best? 
I, you know, I don't know enough about chocolate to be honest with you. I think, I mean, I know I. Well, which one do you like? Which one pops out in your head right now? Well, I, I'll say Godiva right away. I'll say Godiva, but right. I mean, I'm sure there are far better unknown chocolate brands out there Secret that are, secrets well yeah we know we've had some what, what's that one that we get up in lake champlain chocolate kick ass oh yeah kick ass, kick ass yeah there's some great ones out there man there used to be a great place in northampton massachusetts called ben and bill's chocolate emporium they made their own ah, chocolate there. I, I i've i've seen pictures of the sign yeah Funky font. It's right there, right down Main Street, in the, the yeah, busy yeah, part yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah, of Main yeah, Street, yeah, like right yeah, there. It's yeah. gone, unfortunately, but they made amazing chocolate. What, why, so, what? What is? You, what do you think is the best chocolate? Uh, well, right now, I would say uh, Lake Champlain. Okay. It's so good. Yeah, it is very, it's very so good. So good. And, but you're a dark chocolate person. I'm more of a milk chocolate person. It depends. It depends on what. It depends if it's being paired with something. You want the chocolate to round out whatever the other thing is so if if it's already a sweet thing then i want dark to round out the toasty roastiness and not okay. add more all sweetness right. to it all right you know I, it kind of depends like a balance i go back and forth okay i'm amphibious Am- <laughs> <laughs> question two have you been watching anything interesting lately without any spoilers do you have any thoughts well we we're still we've slacked a little bit we're, we're still i think we have one episode of this season of Stranger mm. Things left and I am so afraid of catching a spoiler somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm terrified, right? So we have to do that as soon as possible, right? What else have we been watching? That's it. Baseball. Baseball and that. And, and YouTube. our regular YouTube channels. I did catch a couple episodes of Cobra Kai while you were uh, sleeping. I, probably... I watched the Tinder Swindler. Oh yeah. You said that was so great. So a rare event happened where you weren't home and I was watching. I was ready to choose something to watch yeah. for myself. Yeah. And it became so apparent how limited my selection has become because I watch everything with you. Right. Everything. Right. So I picked that and, you know, it was a documentary and it was fine. It was fine. That's it. Yeah, it was fine. Okay. If I could go back, I'd watch something else. But you thought it was interesting. Yeah, though. You it, told was me it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Okay. It was a C. It was a C. A C. On a scale of one to ten, it was a C. Like questions. <laughs> not from the C. It was not amphibious. It was good. It was interesting. It was like the male Anna Delvey, but yeah. like not. I don't know. I just. It was fine. That's all I have to say. Okay. Great. Question number three is, do you have a local small business that you would like to plug? We have two ideas. Do you want to do them both or you want to save one? What do you want to do? Let's, ooh. I would like to say, by the way. We have a new one coming up from Saturday. We do have a new one. So so we're okay. Okay. And by the way, we are about to, in a little while, right right after we finish this, we're about to go support two local small businesses. At the same time? At the same time, our friends... We're going to kill two stones with... Two two doves with one. No, what did what did what did how did Nick put it the, earlier today? He said, uh, uh, "Slay two fowl, several fowl with a singular stone." Yeah, but I think we should slay doves. Why? Because it's the moaning dove. Okay, we didn't get there yet, so you're you're you're, you're hitting the punchline before the before the rest of the joke. Well, anyway, welcome to my welcome to the joke, Johnny Idol. Our friends from thanks for showing up late. 
our friends from two weeks notice are doing uh having a, a night at our friend's place called the moan and dove that we have doing, two doing friends yeah, that, those are all of our friends uh, can you believe it yeah, Mark from Two Weeks Notice has been on the podcast. He was one of yes. our early guests, and he's wonderful. And we still frequent the place, and I still play there. But they have a, an event at our friends like Beer Bar, Moan and Dove in Amherst, and we're leaving for that. But those aren't our two local businesses today. Oh, wow, we have so many. <laughs> All right. One, Springfield, Massachusetts, there's a new restaurant called Jackalope. Which, and we by had the a way, great meal. Which, I, by the way, I had to say, 18 times to your father. Oh, he's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like, Jaffaloaf, yeah. Jabalobe, <laughs> Jimmy Bimmy, Jabadidabu, Jabadidabu. It was another situation where we were celebrating both birthdays at the same right, time. Right, right, right. Which was so fun. It was yummy. I liked it. <laughs> it was yummy. It was really good. The menu is fun and different. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an outlier for its area. It's nice to they, bring some of that here. We ordered way too much food. Yep. Uh, they had to bring us a, a, another table. Yep. <laughs> so yep. We, could, we, were, we were eating like grown adults. That is the way to do it. That is the way to do it. That right? is the like way to business. do it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you, you go. Know, that, that's you my... know, I just feel adamant. You go to a new spot, just try it all. Get a little of everything. Share with everybody. Yeah. That's basically what if we you're do. Going we go there to with, have your own meals. Yeah, we went out. Our friend Jackie, not who's, doing it right. she's been on the podcast before <laughs> yeah. a couple times, and yep. she took us out to dinner for our birthday because we were right in the middle of between your birthday and mine. So she took yeah. us out, and we ordered far too much food. Yeah, and, and but it was it was a lot of fun, and we we had oh, we had a good time. It was worth it. What was your favorite to do like a dinner like that? Maybe once or twice a year. Couple times a it's year. So special. We just order a bunch of stuff, and they throw it down in the middle of the table. Yeah, and we, we eat. all figure it out together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. What a treat. You have another one. What's yours? Rubiner's Cheesemongers in Great Barrington. Oh, man. Oh, what a spot. We wanted to get some cheese for your brother for his birthday because you share a birthday with your brother. Yeah, same day, two years apart. And we drove up. We we had some place to be, but we had some time. And and you were like, you want to drive to Great Barrington? It's an hour away. And go to this cheesemonger. Yes, I do. And oh, was, what a great spot. It was a cheese wonderland. You walk in and that funk smell of a bunch of cheese just hits you Glorious. right in the face. It's glo- And you look, oh. Glorious. Well, for the cheese lover, yeah. But I mean, Glorious. I can imagine people thinking it's disgusting. But And then he asked, uh, can I help you with anything? <laughs> you said, yeah, I want your creamiest blue cheese. And he said, that would be this one. And up on the counter, there's yeah. a big wheel of cheese covered with cellophane and, and he just peeled it off and he says yeah we take we take it out with an ice cream scoop or, yes yeah. sir that's the one yes sir it looked <laughs> like a dip like it came in a container that looked like a dip really like a cheese did. dip yeah it really did it was and amazing it was just gorgonzola cool it spot was beautiful they have a bunch of different cheeses they have like salamis they have wine it's a good place mm. rubiners when in doubt when gift giving consider cheese always oh we got this beautiful gouda oh oh I think we have to have dinner now. All right, I could eat. I could always eat. Okay, bye, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> We're hungry. Bye. If you haven't subscribed, please consider doing so. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Idle Chat Podcast. Be cool, be kind, and we'll talk to you soon. Stay hungry. <laughs>